Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. That, that was the banquet at camp for Camp Freedom on Saturday night. I mean, the, 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 they could have repelled a nuclear attack at, at the Anthracite Hotel Saturday night. I just had to play that. Bob Cordaro back with you for... Hour number two, and just a reminder, the program brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop, home of the zero-carb pizza crust, now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop only, Route 309 in Mountaintop. And our hour is sponsored by the Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore, near the tank, and you could go there and beat the big box blues. And then the Marjon Golf Course. The best bargain in local golf. Planning my next outing as we speak to the Marjon. You drive past the old Muni, past all the protest signs, and get right to Marjon Golf Course. All right, we're reconvening here after a brief news adjournment, the Bob Cadaro Show. We do... Offer a club for common sense, and that provides you in turn a sanctuary of sanity in a mad, 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 mad world. Uh, we're honoring today Dennis Robuszewski, Nanticoke native, Richard Wollaver, Lakeville, Lake Wall and Paul Pack, Al Pritchick, Old Forge, Butch Bossy. Clark Summit, born Scranton. I'm sorry, born Troop. William Rees, South Abington Township. And Frank Kapalka, Sawyersville. Veterans we lost in May. And thank you to Joan Hudawanitz and Barney Smith. Both friends and friends of the show. Yeah, it was a great night. Great weekend, Saturday night at uh, the Anthracite Hotel for for Camp Freedom. And then Sunday for Bucktown Music Fest with Murph performing. And, of course, uh, the great Daddy-O and Sax Maniacs. So we have a Monday Musings. And John Pearl is here. And I asked him, if you recall, last week to tell us about... 
But give us a background of this Chinese intelligence installation that is either being proposed or is in progress and to update on us. John Perillo, welcome. Hey, good to be here, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And John, they my mother tells me it is your birthday. Well, how in the world <laughs> your mother's leaking all this great information? Yes, you know, and, and yes, she, it is in fact my birthday. Happy birthday to you! And Thank uh, you. it is also your wife Linda's grandfather and my grandfather's uh, Julius Savico's birthday. I, I is it his birthday today? Yes, I, I, I forget. Oh wow! Then we we will. Uh, we will have to. What was your, what was your uh, before the segment? You talked about you know you can't just fish and drink beer. Uh, you know, <laughs> that, all, but perhaps we should at least hoist a couple of those in, in honor of uh, all the birthdays today. Well, it'd have to be it'd have to be Yingling Porter or Stegmeyer for Julius. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I will. Uh, I will call that. Big fan of Yingling when I get out that way, so thank you. <laughs> but we had talked last week. Bob gave me an assignment. I'm, I'm actually. Uh, you know, I really appreciate these easy layups, you know, like just like the Ukrainian offensive, there's no good information on the subject that he gives me to research. And that's because anything that the Chinese are doing, they want to have be secret. And anything that we know about what we're doing, what they're doing, we can't talk about either because that would compromise our methods and that capabilities. Right. So uh, everything I talk about here is absolutely public knowledge. So nothing here is classified. And if it were, I'd, you know, I'd be locking it up securely in my garage. Um, <laughs> but anyway, in, in Biden's recent, recent speeches on the subject, he kind of made it clear that he seeks this, in his words, competition, not conflict with China. And in fairness to the president, that's really about all he can say at this point. But since nothing happens in the vacuum, we should compare what President Biden has said to what uh, President Xi Jinping has said. And he is openly saying that China seeks to replace the U.S. as the world superpower and, in his words, to create a new international world order. Now, and we talked about that earlier in that totalitarian image that China has. You know, it's a mistake to think uh, that, that, that history turns only in one direction, that freedom is a natural progression for mankind. And, uh, I hope you had a great event this weekend. And one of the things we need to contemplate is that, you know, throughout history, humans have lived under totalitarianism far more than they've lived under uh, democracies and representative democracies. And what we have here is not normal. Right? It needs to be defended. So that's, China seeks to push back to that uh, old totalitarian past. Um, and I think you have to look also at his comments and the way they've treated kind of Secretary of State Blinken's visit. Um, right? They make it clear that they don't feel any obligation to even be respectful to the United States anymore. Right? So they've been very disrespectful to Secretary of State Blinken. You know, uh, and, and we've discussed this kind of wolf diplomacy a couple of Monday musings ago. And the existence of a, you know, any representative government anywhere in the world is a threat to, to China. Right? Uh, think of Reagan's biblical reference to the shining city on the hill. What Reagan was saying in that speech was that uh, the U.S. is a representative democracy and doing well. It should be a beacon to all these other countries if that's what they want. So China sees and has always seen the United States as, a, as, a, uh, as an adversary and even more so now. Um, so this struggle with communist China versus the U.S. is not new. It's been going on for quite some time. Um, and as an aside, in the, you know, the U.S. has had a failure to consistently support pro-democracy movements in both China and in uh, Cuba for quite some time. And that failure has probably emboldened both of those countries. Right? We, you know, we, short of the, the 
uh, Bay of Pigs invasion in Cuba, you know, we just sometimes have this tendency to shrug and say, well, there's not much we can do. And, and our adversaries see that as um, weakness on our part. And I'll leave the politics to Bob, but the fact is that there's been a substantial Chinese military presence in Cuba for about 24 years. And so that, that relationship's not new, and it's not limited to, to espionage. So into current day, the Biden administration made a, had a response to the Wall Street Journal article, which basically outed the fact that China was preparing the spy station. Well, and you know what, what disappointed me the most, uh, John Perillo? They lied first. Yes. What, what, yes. They basically, it's, it's actually the reflexive response in the Biden administration is to lie. And I, and again, I'll, I'll leave the politics to Bob. Well, it's not politics, yeah, it's, it's Bob, reality. It's a sad reality. It's, it's, he's absolutely correct. It was, it was completely disingenuous because, like I said, that we've known about these bases for a long time. And, uh, of course, the White House walked that back. And there was a, there was a professor, Emmanuel Surijo, uh, a professor of electronic engineering at Florida International University. And back in 1999, he reported, and I'm going to quote him here, that Chinese personnel have allegedly been working out of a listening post since March of 99. And then in 1995, Russia helped China build that base south of Havana, and it was supposedly capable of eavesdropping and cyber warfare. This is in 95. And China, uh, Chinese workers have been helping Cuba to modernize both those satellite tracking centers. And, and you have to think of it from the point of view of China. This really helps them because satellites sometimes are what are called geosynchronous, meaning that they... They stay in a single area over the, over the globe, and they turn with the globe. So a, a satellite over, say, Berks County, Pennsylvania, is always over Berks County, Pennsylvania. Well, the Chinese can't see that unless they put a, 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 a survey station in our hemisphere. So that's why this base in Cuba becomes all that more important. And then in 2000, but, but let's, let's face it, this goes back to 99 and 95 when Russia and China were working on this. In 2002, the same engineering professor, the Sergio, reported that the Chinese were working with the Cubans on something they called Project Titan. And they also built two antenna bases, one near Havana and the other near Santiago de Cuba. And it's interesting that these communist regimes, both China and Cuba, were established about 10 years apart. Mao Zedong came to power in 1949, the Castro brothers in 59, and they, both of these dictatorships actually have a lot in common. They see the U.S. As a, as a common enemy, and they see democracy and human rights as hostile to their interests. And therefore, in both of their foreign policies, anti-Americanism re- remains their core tenet of their ideo- ideology. Think of it as domestic, you know, my friend and their, my their domestic policy as well, particularly. A- absolutely yeah. correct, right? So the point that Bob's making is critical. So in, in Cuba, which was for the longest time was very, very wealthy before the Castros came to power, when it became destitute, they blamed it on the U.S., and, and it makes it easy to have that external blame, and so that helped prop up um, the Castro brothers. Right? So, uh, but, but, you know, so in 59, the Castro brothers come to power, and in 1960, the Cuban regime is diplomatically represent, uh, recognized by China, so almost immediately after Castro came to power. And, and then in 1960, Che Guevara went, uh, took a Cuban delegation to China where they met with Zao, uh, Mao Zedong, and they talked about you know, how they could use uh, Cuba as a way to spread communism across the Western Hemisphere. And so then between like 1960 and 64, Beijing and Havana worked really closely together. And that relationship cools a little bit when the Castro regime sided with the Soviet Union instead of China in 64. And I don't know if you, 
your your listeners might recall, there was a bit of a China-Soviet uh, rift at that time, right? So at, on, at that point, there was a bit of a falling out, but they never completely separated. Um, and then under Castroism, you know, Cuba, you know, kind of spent a lot of time looking at the United States as its chief adversary, as we discussed, and they had very, very tight ties to, to the Soviets. And those ties loosened also a little bit um, when Mikhail Gorbachev began to uh, push for human rights. That, was, that, was, that wasn't going to work in Cuba, so they had to kind of separate a little bit from their relationship with, with the Soviets. Um, but then uh, Fidel Castro openly supported Beijing right after the, the Tiananmen Square massacre in 1989. And at that point, that's when China became very involved with uh, Cuba. And that was a big plus for, for uh, China on the world stage to have a recognized country support them. Uh, and uh, Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping actually went and visited Cuba after that in 1993, uh, and then Raul Castro went back to China. So that's, that time frame, Tiananmen Square, after the, uh, the fall of the Soviet Union, is when the, the relationship between Cuba and China really was solidified. Yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, anyway, so... This, what's, what's, what's going on is that, you know, I think we have to we talk about uh, how the, the current administration is trying to avoid, in their words, they're determined to avoid a Cold War with Beijing. And I think it's important to understand that this Cold War exists, but there's nothing to avoid. Right? We should stop yeah, denying It's, it's that, like right? the only way to avoid it is to let them walk all over us and, okay, and wait, other wait, countries yeah. that are our allies. <laughs> so that actually reminds me of a, of a quote that, you know, you may want peace, but your adversary has, your enemy has a say in the battle, right? So, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you drop your weapon and decide to walk off the battlefield, it doesn't mean you get to do that. And I think that's kind of where we are with, yeah. with Cuba and, and China. And I think we need to recognize that this, 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 this thing's been going on for a long time. It's there. Uh, we need to understand that Cuba is an enemy of ours, no matter what the rest of the world thinks, and that they're closely allied with China because China needs Cuba as a, as a, essentially as an aircraft carrier sitting off our coast yeah. uh, and a listening post. So. Well, uh, John Perillo, thank you very much, as always. It was a pleasure. Monday Musings. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Enjoy the rest of it with your horses. And, uh, Absolutely. We'll come back. We'll come back and take on another interesting topic, maybe even a follow-up on this one next Monday on Monday yeah. Musings. And thank you, Bob, and your listeners again for, for spending time with me. And uh, I give you permission to, you know, to, to have a beer in my, my, to celebrate with me later today. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Maybe Scott. All right. Take care. All right. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> John Perillo, Monday Musings. We'll be back. June 19th, 1968, The Stones. They're the number one hit in the U.K. with Jumpin' Jack Flesh. We're going to finish with that song. It's that good. Boy, when The Stones found their sound. They found their vibe. Wow. <laughs> Just cool. Just cool. Uh, Gerard Mayer texted and he said uh, he was doing a gig Friday night. And they're saying, they asked him, are you Gerard Mayer from the Bob Cadaro show? <laughs> He's with Picture Perfect and makes all that happen. And uh, <laughs> that's funny. Good, good man. Good, good man. He also does the theme for the TV show. And we love it. So it's Juneteenth. And the uh, it, it commemorates when word of the end of the Civil War 
and thus freedom for the slaves of Texas reached Galveston, Texas in the guise of Union troops. And the race hucksters use it for one thing. But I look at it as a grand and important celebration of America's growth. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing. Like, if we could get away from this race hucksterism, if we could get away from race as anything but a, an enriching, our differences race as anything other than enriching, it is. That's what it is. It enriches this country. Our racial diversity enriches this country, makes it better. But not if we're divided. So we've got to look at it that way. We've got to, we've, and we've got to take these holidays from these left-wing lunatics. They want to make it about reparation. They want to make it about this. They want to make it about that. No. It's about diversity in the positive sense. Not in the DEI force thing. You got to have so many percentage of this and that. No. There's a cultural diversity that is the true strength of this country. It's very important. I want to play for you what the great Morgan Freeman said to the Lilliputian Don Lamont back in 2014. Amen. Morgan Freeman has given so much wisdom. He's had some extra poignant con- uh, comments on Joe Biden and his weakness and sickness and stupidity. Thank God for him. I I, I put him down. I I have that list of blacks and African Americans that I will always listen to. And Morgan Freeman is there, particularly on this Juneteenth. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the weather. And then you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WILK.
It's very Pavlovian when I hear that sound, even when it's the top of the hour and I don't have to do the weather. you got to analyze this. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Valerie Smock. Today, sun with a chance of a pop-up storm this afternoon, high of 84. Tonight, shower or thunderstorm, low of 60. Tomorrow, scattered afternoon thunderstorms. Some with gusty winds and heavy downpours, high of 82. A reminder, if the thunderstorm is over your head, it's not scattered. Wednesday, summer solstice, we bring in the summer right here on the Bob Cadaro Show. Partly sunny sprinkles, possible, high of 82. So it's Juneteenth, and a, a day that really should be celebrated. And Gary from Shavertown brought up a very good point. And I'm with him 100%. Don't let the race hucksters ruin what is great cause for celebration, which is sort of the final freeing of the slaves. It's a big deal. And it was a huge step forward for this country. So much more work to be done. You know, well over a hundred years of work to be done to overcome structural racism. But just like Morgan Freeman says, stop talking about it. Stop making it bigger than it is. And don't let people use it as an excuse. So, we have more on that. And I I do have, and have always kept, a list of blacks and African Americans that I will always listen to. And I'm going to go through that in just a little bit. But let's go to Andrew in New Jersey first. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Well, going, just want to talk about it a little because I didn't know you were going to bring that up. But um, what should be talked about with race that isn't is the what the Democrats did to the family. Because yesterday, Father's Day, how they took the fathers out of the home, many maliciously, and even as a scheme to get switch the vote because the vote was strongly Republican up till the mid-60s. Because, of course, the Republicans were the party of abolition and anti-Jim Crow. And the Democrats, like Biden, were the Jim Crow supporters and slavery supporters. So what they did is they said, okay, it's reported that, I think it was uh, FDR or um, Lyndon Johnson, sorry, in the 60s said, about if I could get the father out of the home, then I could get the woman on welfare and get them voting I'll say this, Andrew. I don't give I don't give malicious motives to the welfare state as it was founded, but once the evidence was in, and once it was demonstrated clearly by people like uh, Patrick Moynihan that that this uh, welfare state and its incentives were antithetical to the family unit, but minority families in particular. Uh, we should have changed uh, track, tack, and changed track because it's been devastating, and and it has gone beyond that now because it is now devastating uh, family units of 
all races, colors, and creeds You're in right. this country. It's it's uh, the 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 incentives are still perverse for uh, fathers and for intact family units, and and for families staying together and having children with one person. And it's got it's got to be changed. I saw Obama said if a young African American man grows up with a father in the home, he's eighty nine percent less likely to go to prison, seventy something percent less likely to be on welfare. But Obama is contradicting himself because I was mad because even black conservatives like Jason Riley they were excited when they heard Obama say those things. But I was actually mad. I wanted to punch the TV because I knew he supports the policies. So he's always so he he makes gets power off people being dependent. Well, he mouths the fact. He mouths people <laughs> like Obama. They mouth the facts occasionally, but they don't follow the facts, <laughs> which is which right. is the problem. They cause the problem, and then they say like how they're pointing it out. I I'll let you go, but I always liken that to somebody if they give a lecture on how bad smoking is to the kids, but then they work for the tobacco company. But for me, it was personal. That's why I was, when I got older, I was against the Democrats because I got to see in my hometown of South Orange, the, the parents all, of all races, but particularly black when they had two parents in the homes, what a world of difference between East Orange and Newark, where it was single moms and they were under the government, under the Democrats, thumb, like under their control. Yeah. So as a kid, I didn't realize what was political. Like, I was puzzled by how it could be so different in one community that was just a few hundred feet away. One was affluent, and the kids went to college. And then in Newark, it was the opposite. I, but well, then when I got older... as soon as you're denying facts, yep. as soon as you're denying facts, truth, and reality, it can only be political. Andrew, thank you, as always, my friend. I've got this list. And I think Juneteenth is a day uh, to run through it. I haven't done it for a couple of months. And here they are. Thomas, these are, these are black and African-American voices I will listen to every time. Thomas Sowell, Jason Whitlock, Congressman Burgess Owens, Larry Elder, Leo Terrell, Candace Owens, Dr. Glenn Lowry, Brown University, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, Tim Scott of South Carolina, Charles Barkley, Alan West, Robert Woodson, Justice Clarence Thomas, Rob Smith, the late Herman Cain, Ben Carson, Detroit uh, Police Chief, former Detroit Police Chief James Craig, Congressman Byron Donalds, Herschel Walker, Sheriff David Clark, Charles Payne of Fox, uh, Morgan Freeman, Winsome Sears, Denzel Washington, Condoleezza Rice, Carol Swain of Vanderbilt, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. And then on the other side, you've got complete asses like Corey Bush, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Ilhan Omar, Patrice Cullors. And that list could go on and on. But it's important to remember, guys, because as they divide us, our commonality 
with African-Americans, with black Americans, goes way beyond the differences, which are merely cultural and skin tone, which is, you think about how stupid it is, and I always bring up the Star Trek episode, uh, and, and, and it goes in, in keeping with my belief that the original Star Trek series, Godfather 1 and 2, and the Twilight Zone, you need nothing else to inform you about the human condition. And the Star Trek episode had a man who was half white and half black chasing a man who was half white and half black. In other words, they were split down the middle. They were painted, obviously. It's a 60s series. And they discovered, they said, well, what are you after this man for? He goes, what are you, blind? And the actor was Frank Gorshin. He's black on the left side. I'm black on the right. It pointed out the lunacy of this entire racial hatred that actually still exists. Confusing the human condition and confusing cultural differences with with racism, but doing so intentionally. Inventing structural racism where there is none. But there are so many amazing black and African uh, uh, American voices now that it, the tide is turning despite the race huckster's best efforts. We'll be back. The great, great Thomas Sowell calling out the left on this Juneteenth. Bob Kudaro with you on WILK. Uh, we've got to go to uh, the uh, Bloomberg Money Minute to find out what's happening. And we want to thank our hourly sponsors, the Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore Beat the Big Box Blues, and the Moore John Golf Course. The best bargain and the best food in golf. Mount Cobb, Jefferson Township, the Marjon. We'll be back after Bloomberg. Johnny turns that mic on every time I'm uh, singing along with the music. Damn you, Johnny, you bulldog, you. Bob Cadaro back. And great words from a not-so-great man. Lyndon Johnson, upon the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, this date in that year, it approved after surviving a lengthy filibuster from the Democrats in the United States Senate. And, of course, Ringo Starr. Great song. It don't come easy. 1971. And by the way, we should all be cognizant of that fact. And it doesn't come easy because there are people out to get you. There are people jealous of you. There are people who want to keep other people down because that's what they do. Doesn't necessarily have anything to do with who you are, the color of your skin, or anything. That's what people do. So let us stop confusing cultural differences and the human conditions for racism and stop listening to the race hucksters. And on Juneteenth, honor the incredible 
achievement of the conclusion of formal slavery in the United States by listening to people like Justice Clarence Thomas, Thomas Sowell, who we heard from earlier, Jason Whitlock, Congressman Burgess Owens, Larry Elder, Leo Terrell, Candace Owens, Dr. Glenn Lowry of Brown, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, Tim Scott, Senator of South Carolina, Charles Barkley of all people, Alan West, Robert Woodson, Rob Smith, Herman Cain, Penn Carson, James Craig, former police chief of Detroit, Congressman Byron Donalds, Herschel Walker, Sheriff David Clark, Charles Payne of Fox Business, Morgan Freeman, Winsome Sears, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Denzel Washington, Condoleezza Rice, Carol Swain of Vanderbilt, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. So many people to turn to for greatness of black and African descent. Do not turn to the Sharptons. Do not turn to the squad. Do not turn to the Bidens and the other race hucksters. It's a big deal. This is a celebration thing. So we will continue to play that. We've got we've got some Denzel Washington. We've got Clarence Thomas. And these are on my always list, by the way. It's not it's not uh, specifically for this particular date. Derek Wilburn addressing the school board on critical race theory. We'll hear that coming out of the news at the top of the hour. It's a it's a big deal. And it's important that we continue. And my our friend Frank came up to me yesterday at the at the Bucktown, and we talked about it. It's important that we continue to tell truth to phony power. It's important that we do reality checks. It's important that we call people out when they lie, when they willfully ignore facts, truth, and reality. And that's what we do on this show. And that is incredibly important, particularly in this day and age. Another thing that's important as we go out is to mention the veterans we lost in May. Frank Kapalka, Sawyersville. Dennis Robashewski, Nanticoke. Richard Wollaver, Lakeville at Lake Wallen-Palpak. Al Pritchick of Old Forge. Gray Bush Bossy, originally from Troop. William Rees, South Abington Township. All of them, veterans lost and a little piece of us lost in the month of May. We'll take this break. It's time for the news. The Club for Common Sense will reconvene after Paula Degnan tells us what's happening. And, uh, well, we call it the Bob Cadaro Show. We'll be back. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 